You are listening to episode 193 of the Game Inflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Inflators podcast. We like to talk about games. We've recently picked up games we're currently playing, and I want to be a real bee in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge. So this week we played a little bit of Pino B on the PlayStation 1, and... I- uh, I've I got some thoughts on it, Ryan. Yeah, I, I really, when I saw Pinobi, I was like, I recognize this cover. And I had no idea that it was like a Pinocchio story. It's a, oh, I didn't even catch. Oh, yeah. No, now that you mentioned, I did catch that in the intro, the whole concept. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Pinobi, uh, like, you know, like Pinocchio, the same it, thing. Yeah, it, it was definitely a, an interesting story at the get go. And yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the latter half of our podcast, really the latter quarter of our podcast. It's always like the very end. So uh, as always, uh, we will talk about our recent pickups and what we're currently playing. Uh, Ryan, I had a hell of a week. Yeah, you certainly did, John. Yeah. So obviously I brought up the other day. This guy's texting me. You're not going to believe what happened. Yeah. No, calling Ryan like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. So like last week that we recorded i had the nintendo 64 pickup as well as that sega pickup on the you know the lot with however many games that came in it with a whole bunch of complete in box and box and you know game only situation well uh, this week it it increased it um you know let me i don't even remember half the crap i picked up let me just look at the photos that i put on instagram which is a nice segue into that you could find us on instagram at the game deflators on facebook at the game deflators and also on twitter at game deflators of course, find us on thegameinflators.com. You can find us on the podcast app you're listening to or another one if you want to go to a different podcast app and leave a five-star review. Okay, so uh, let me look at these photos. So the first one that I picked up this week came with uh, General Chaos, Rocket Knight Adventures, Gunstar Heroes, Sparkster, uh, which is like the sequel to Rocket Knight Adventures, uh, Battletoads, Double Dragon, Battletoads, uh, Death Duel and then Biohazard uh, and a whole bunch of other games. Uh, so you can look at the photo on Instagram. It has everything there. I also got the Genesis Flashback Deluxe, which is a second release that they had. It has like 85 games on it, which is pretty cool. But the best part about it is it has two battery-powered wireless controllers that are Bluetooth, I guess, or infrared. And then it has two wired controllers. So that'll be pretty cool because you and I can play that, um, you know, from wherever I want to put it in the household. Yeah. It'll, it'll kind of fit whichever scenario. And then the one I got yesterday was, and some of those were the last one I just said was like, some were complete in box, some were just box uh, and games. Some were loose, like the Sparkster and the Gunstar heroes are loose, but um, I have a tendency to print out new covers. And uh, dude, when you see these in person tomorrow, these are solid, like these yeah, are solid, solid covers. Like I'm very happy of how they printed out. Um, and the paper I use. So they're the perfect size. They sleeve in with no issue, no like little edge that like doesn't fully meet the end of the clamshell. Like they are perfect, perfect um, cuts. So I'm happy with that. Uh, but yesterday's pickup involved uh, Contra Hard Corpse, which is a nice game, uh, Chase HQ2. Uh, we got some Super Hang On, E SWAT Under Siege, and then uh, Grindstormer. Was there on Grindstormer, like on its own, is like a hundred twenty dollar game. Dang, which is pretty cool. Like, not to look at it from a value perspective, but 
you know, some of these titles, like if we ever want to play them, they're either not on these like, you know, flashback consoles uh, or they're just kind of hard to come across and I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on it. So it's always yeah, nice to be able to pick Rocket up. Rocket Knight and Sparks are pretty decently well, priced, aren't they? Uh, Rocket Knight's like a $30 game. Sparks, I want to say is like a hundred something. And then Gunstar Heroes, I want to say is like 60 or 70. That one's dropped, I feel, in price. Um, but regardless, they're all really nice pickups. Um, I need to get some new clamshells because the next thing I want to do is after I clean the guts on. So I cleaned the guts on all of the games I got yesterday, uh, which was a hard corpse and all that. Like my whole process is uh, Q-tip and rubbing alcohol for the interior of the shell to get any grime out of that. I take that apart. I open it up, take out the pin board, the board itself, wipe that down on the pins and clean those up with a stovetop cleaner, actually, is what I use. And it tends to work really well. There's probably people out there that will curse me for that, but it, it works. I've never had issues. And then I clean that up a little bit. Um, and then the exterior, I actually, as long as there's no like stickers or anything, I wipe that down with armor all. And they all have a new car smell now, which is nice. great. Yeah, so they're all nice and shiny. All Did nice you get and the clean. smoke out of those other ones yet? Uh, so I haven't actually opened up the the case that I have them in. So what I did for that, and I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but if you take dryer sheets like bounce and you throw, yeah, I did. And you just throw them into like every single game case and like just load it up. Uh, it'll eventually get rid of a lot of that smoke smell. It'll still kind of be there, but like it's covered up and masked. So my plan on those is going to be to do the same process, right? And that'll help get rid of that smoke smell as well once I get hit them with armor all and everything. But uh, right now what I've done is I put all of them into a tote and then that tote is filled with bounce sheets like in multiple layers. And then I sealed that up with the top and then taped it all around. So my hope is that because it's been sitting there for about a week, the smoke smell should be gone uh, because of that. So that's my hope. We'll see what happens. Uh, worst case scenario, I'll just wipe them all down with armor all again, and hopefully the smell goes away. Like that's that's all you can hope for. So hope for the best on that. Uh, but no big deal. I mean, if there's smoke smell, there's smoke smell. It'll go away at some point. I don't like smoke smell stays for a long time. But I think once it's aired out for quite a bit, it should kind of dissipate. You have to like put your nose up right to it to smell smoke at this point like it, it was pretty bad before but i'm sure it's it's not as bad now mm -hmm. but anyway uh some good pickups so um yeah ryan loves sega games his favorite sega genesis is absolute favorite console of all time so i know he is so excited to play these games with me oh yeah dude i love having six face buttons <laughs> yeah no it's my I, favorite especially when two of them only ever work well, I mean, I got new controllers. Oh, yeah. So I didn't mention another pickup I had during the week. Um, the same guy that I bought the, the Sega Genesis stuff from a while back. Uh, he actually just sold me uh, several games like Parasite Eve 2, a couple other PS1 games. And he also sold me like three N64 controllers, four Sega Genesis controllers that all seem OK, but I'm going to open up and clean them. And then he also sold me like four NES controllers as well. Nice. And that was a good price. Like I was very happy with what I got those for. So yeah, I mean, all pretty good there. And then currently playing, I beat Kana Bridge of Spirits with my wife this week. I um, saw that. I, I it? honestly, it's probably going to be my game of the year. Dang. Like I'm a hundred percent serious on that. Like it's got like eight and nines overall on reviews. Better than Elden Ring, huh? Dude, I'm absolutely loving it. Like Elden Ring is good, but the story on Kano is so phenomenal, man. Like it was, 
an absolute gem of a game. Like if you have not played this game, you have got to play this game. It's so good. Um, it it honestly really did remind me of like Horizon Zero Dawn meets Pixar is what it like reminded me of. Now it's not as like open world as Horizon. You are a little more constrained in in your areas, and there are a little wonky situations with controls from here to from you know here and there. But overall, the game was absolutely phenomenal. A hundred percent recommend it if you are somebody that is very much like favoring story-based games this is definitely one to look into uh the battle the combat and whatnot was actually very fluid like there wasn't any issues on that there's plenty of collectibles and things to do on the side that kind of like enhance your view of this world that's been created and it's short too it's only like 12 hours so it's not like the longest of games so like you can really hammer this out and get a great experience in a short period of time and i want to say the game's floating around 30 bucks right now if you buy it like brand new uh, so used, you're probably looking like $20. Like it's hundred percent worth the experience. Like honestly, like you and your wife should play this one. I think mm. you both would love it on my um, PS five on your PS four. Cause it is on PS four as well. Yeah. Yeah, sure it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's like, I'm at that point now where we're in the cross gen. It's like, what games are worth picking up for PS4 and which ones are just worth waiting for the PS5? I, I mean, this one is worth picking up for the PS4 just because, you know, graphically, I don't think it like it's earlier on in the in the life cycle of the console. Right. And you have the opportunity to like when I was playing it, you had 4K 30 frames per second or 6K or not 6K 60 frames per second upscale 4K. So. I think you'll be fine. Like as long as you can play it at 60 frames per second on PS4, I'm not sure if you can, but I, I don't see why not. As long as you can do 60 frames per second on the PS4, I think you'll be okay with it. Okay. And if it's 20 bucks right now for like PS4 for a used copy, like go for it, dude. Like it's totally, totally worth it. Like you will, you'll regret playing it two years from now when you could have played it like this week. Yeah. So just a well, on that. I'm not going to play it this week. <laughs> You're not. I know because you got other games to play. Uh, and then uh, I am playing Elden Ring still. So I am like level 110. I actually just went ahead and used one of those um, whatever the hell they're called. The uh, respec the, things. Yeah, the respec things. I just larval used that. Tears or something. <clears throat> yeah, the larval tier. And the main reason I did that is because I had my arcane up to like 11 and I didn't need it. It was only for a specific weapon. And then I also had my uh, faith up to 24 and I didn't need my faith up to 24. Uh, so I, I put that back to like 19 or something and I left my arcane at eight and then I put, uh, more into my, uh, intelligence and my, um, uh, what is it? Vitality, I guess I forget the, what they technically call it on there, but for health. Yeah. To increase yeah. my health. So I did those things. Um, I'm finishing up Ronnie's quest line right now, which involves me fighting this giant dragonfly thing that has like a pincers on its face. I forget its name. It's like Ansel is the name mm. of the creature. And he's an absolute bitch. And there's no help that I can get. So I'm having to go in with my summon. And the problem with my summon is that he kills it within like however many strikes. Mm -hmm. So like I'm using the mimic tier summon and that's fine and all, except the mimic tier summon, you know, it's only like level three for me right now and I got to boost it up and I'm not finding what I need to be able to boost it up past level three. So I got to, I'm still searching for like the level four glow wart, glove wart, whatever the hell it's called. Um, They're in the dungeons. Yeah, I know. 
but I'm having trouble finding the number four. Like I can't find it. Like I've looked all around where it's supposed to be and I can't find a damn thing. So I'm going to try oh, again tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So once I can level those up, I think I'll have a better shot at beating that particular enemy and I won't have as many issues in like trying to summon people. Like I haven't had many issues summoning people in the game as of late, but in situations like that, it's one of those like optional bosses and those random quest line. And the chances of you finding like that particular, like a summon or somebody summoning for that particular boss is just like a bitch. Like it's just not happening. Is it the so. giant like star dragon kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, if you look up, yeah, yeah, it's that Ansel character. I forget the full Estelle. name. Estelle. Estelle, there you go. Ansel is the, the area, the Ansel River Basin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Estelle, Stars of Darkness. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah, a nightmare. He's, he's pretty sick. The um, the weapon you can get from, like, his soul is pretty dope. I made mm -hmm. it. It's like a mace that's like a solar system. Are you sure this one? It's like the Great Sword or something like that? It's like the... No. I forget the he drops a sword. I thought, no, the weapon you can make from his soul. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I haven't yeah. actually messed with any of that. Like I have all of those, you know, like greater runes from the enemies mm -hmm. I defeated and I haven't done anything with them yet. Some of them are pretty cool. Like I used uh, and you can use them twice. Oh, OK. Like there's a thing that you can you can go to. Um, that's what those turtles are. The big turtle tomes. Oh, OK. Yeah go in there and make like a duplicate of a boss soul one time so like i used that so that i could get both of um renala's things because she's hmm. got like a really good staff and then she's also got like a really good version of like the azure blast like basically kameha spell gotcha i've been using a moon veil still i think i have it at level nine right now and yeah. i just need to get one of the greater like dragon stones at this point and then kind of go from there yeah but. dude just keep just keep pumping up your your decks and keep pumping up your int and like that's what i did and i just blast everything with the moon veil in like a couple hits yeah it's been pretty nice so far you're so. almost as high a level as me i should really. take a picture of my stats so that i can yeah because i think i'm at like 114 or something so you're like right there yeah i'm not too far and honestly i can I've been hitting about two to three levels a day, depending on like what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to sit back and do a boss battle, usually it doesn't go as well uh, leveling up wise. But there's been times where I just sit back and I'll grind through a level really quick and get like 50,000 runes and kind of go from there. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, what did you have to pick up this week? Uh, so I forgot about this, but you reminded me because we both got copies of Demon Throttle. I don't even remember hearing about it, but, you know, it's got Devolver Digital's logo on it. So they, you know, usually publish some pretty good stuff. So I'm in for this, I guess. I I found it so funny where you're like, I don't even know what that game is. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you told me. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I don't you know if I did. Receipts. I pulled up a, I pulled up a screen cap of like last yeah. year. I'm like, no, you did. You definitely did. I, dude. I wonder where I saw it. Like, I must have heard about it on a podcast or Maybe it was like, no, I think it was a Devolver Digital because it was around June. So I think oh, it was so like, maybe it was at the last Devolver event last year. It was like their showcase last year for games. Okay. And that was one that stuck out and they were like pre-orders are open now. And yeah, Sick. so we ended up yeah, I, you actually told me you're like, hey, can you get me a copy as well? I'm like, OK, sure. Like, I don't know what this game is, but I'll buy it. Yeah. And it's but, by like another like uh, limited release type company. I am 8-bit. 
I am I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which I actually just purchased a, a hard copy of Stray from them. Oh, that comes cool. Out yeah. In I September. saw that that was coming out a hard copy of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes out September. Um, yeah. We're going to have to play that one together. Demon Throttle. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it now. I started watching some more videos. And then um, let's see. Picked up Power Wash Simulator on Game Pass. And that what is such a good game. It is so zen to just sit there and clean. I love it's it. Your, it's your game of the year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then I got back from my trip this week. I was playing Mega Man Battle Network on the GBA for my trip. And, um, you know, a little bit of like glitching and freezing here and there with the ROM. I'm not sure if it's like, you know, whatever. I just had to save extra often, but it, it only set me back here and there a little bit. The game's really fun, though. The combat is very interesting. Have you ever played these games, John? We played one together, but it was on GameCube. Yeah, so on this one, the way that it works is you start off um, in each... The overall main game is just like an RPG where you're walking around. You know, that's all the same as any other game, basically. But there are places in the world where you can jack in with Mega Man. So you upload your Mega Man um, in this world. Everybody has like a net navy or like a, an online AI avatar assistant, basically. And you battle with them and you get like chips that you stick into your net navy to like power it up and give it moves uh, for combat. In combat, there is a two sets of grids next to each other that are each nine by nine. The right half is red and that's the enemy's nine by nine grid. And the left half is blue and that's your nine by nine grid. And you can move all around that grid freely by, you know, just tapping on the D pad and your B button, shoot your blaster. Uh, There is like a charge feature that I haven't really put much points into. You get like upgrade points for your stats. Um, So I don't know how good that eventually gets, but right now my blaster does like two damage instead of one damage per shot. So 100% boost. And then you have a meter that fills up. Um, While that meter's filling up, you're moving, dodging enemy attacks as they go in different patterns along the grid and trying to shoot them with your blaster. Once that charges up, you get a random selection of five chips from your library or your folder of 30 that you have equipped. You can choose um, up to five chips to load in to use for like the next until you're waiting for that meter to recharge again. But you can only pick them in certain ways. If there's like, let's say an attack that's a cannon, you could choose that cannon and then you could choose any other cannons. Or... They also have like a code. So if it's a cannon A, I could also select any other A's that are available from that draw. So you can't just mix and match anything and you have to build your folder to have enough, you know, diversity, enough power and enough things that you're not. The idea is not to keep rolling and grabbing just one chip because that's going to take you a while Um Some of the strongest attacks that I've seen do like 120 damage up to this point. And some of the strongest enemies that are just normal random battles are up to like 200 hit points. So to make the battles go quickly, 
you want to you know be blasting as big as you can with your best stuff as often as you can you can also like roll over your selection to the next round so that you'll have a selection of 10 to choose from instead of just the five i hardly ever do that um so uh it's mega man chain of memories is what you're saying yeah, it's it's pretty cool though. The the combat usually goes really quick. Like you get a countdown timer at the end of the battle telling you like how long it took and what your reward for the battle was. You don't really get traditional experience. You just get money or you get attack chips. Um defeating bosses often gets you like a chip that lets you like summon that boss guy in to just do an attack. Uh, but I mean, everything plays out pretty simply. Most battles are like 10 seconds or less. So it's much quicker than like a Pokemon battle is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the frequency of battles is pretty high. Gotcha. I, I found myself in several situations where like um, I would die in a fight and I was just trying to like run up a path to, you know, get to an item just so that I could get out of that program that I was in. Cause you can like leave the program from anywhere at any time, but then you have to start back at like basically the beginning of that dungeon. So like if you, if I saved and got into a fight and died, at least I would be, you know, that 10 steps closer to where I had to be. So I don't know if I was like under leveled for an area or whatever, but the story is pretty straightforward. Um, there was a cartoon based off of this, show that i did or off of this game series they were like kind of intertwined i watched a little bit of so i kind of remember some of the characters and stuff i love that show on wb like yeah so good it's uh the game's okay it doesn't really feel like i have a lot of direction like i guess i'm just not talking to the npcs as much and i'm kind of just consulting a walkthrough but some of the things seem kind of dumb it's like to trigger this event you need to get on the metro line but you were supposed to meet your friend in front of the Metro line. So you get on it, go to the place where you're supposed to go and then come back and then leave. And then she meets you outside and tells you that she's not going to be able to go. It's like, well, good thing I already went and came back to come back and get you, you know, (laughs) like, I don't know if they just had to program like weird triggers in, or maybe the guy who wrote this guide is missing like some steps where, like maybe if I talked to three people in the town or walked around long enough, she would just tell me she's not going to be able to go. So I, I don't know. It's a fine game though. Like I'm about eight hours or nine hours or so in, it's supposed to be like a 14 hour game. So I'll probably actually be able to wrap this one up by next week or so. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping that I would be able to beat it on my trip, but I just didn't really wind up sitting down and playing it as much. And, um, you know, that's not a bad thing, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how far I get what I ultimately wind up thinking about it. Well, so that was a recommendation from Twitter, right? One of our followers on there. Yeah. Somebody on uh, Twitter shouted out when I asked for recommendations. Nice. Yeah. Well, always shoot us recommendations on there. We're always open to trying games. And then the secret game, John, oh God, this week game. in the secret game. You get to ask another question. Yes or no question. Last week's question was, is it a PS2 game? And I said, no. And I, so for context, I only asked that because Ryan recently got a PS2. I did. So that's the only reason I asked that because it was fresh. Is it on a console or handheld made by Nintendo? 
Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Nice. All right. You'll have to you'll have to plug that in. I, I did. Do you, do you want to like take a guess after each question or do you even have an idea? Oh, yeah, that'd be fun if we could do a guess after each question. Um, okay, so is it a One Piece game? That's another question. I know, I was trying to trick you. Okay, is it... Uh, I don't know. I think there's a One Piece game on the Switch, so I'll just ask, is it the One Piece game on the Switch? That's still another question. You just said to take a guess. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm not going to give you an answer. Well, then what the <laughs> hell are you asking me to guess a no, game? It's, if... it's it's not the One Piece game. Okay. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so is it... Oh, are you typing? A, yeah. Nintendo console or handheld. All right. And the answer was yes. All right. I think next week's question is going to be, is it on Nintendo Switch? To which Ryan will say no. <clears throat> All right. Oh, I have to, huh. uh, one more thing for pickup. Okay. My playdate is arriving today. Oh, sweet. Yeah, All right, it's going to be need, day. We need pictures. Yeah, one. I definitely will. I definitely will. It's it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Nice. Yeah, bring it next week. No, bring it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, come d- over tomorrow. this is going to be my new daily carry. Like, oh, I've, already, I've already taken my, my Game Boy out. It will go back in my display case with all my other handhelds from well, Nintendo. But you got to beat Mega Man first. Yeah. So it can't go into display case yet. Well, it's just right here. I mean, I'm not going to take it with me everywhere I go anymore is what I mean. I gotcha. Anybody that knows Ryan knows that Ryan has a bag of many things. I do. He actually carries. (laughs) I've never seen a man with that much stuff in his bag, like toothpicks, floss. It wouldn't surprise me if there was survival gear in there. Like, you know, I don't know how the hell he pulls it out. I've slimmed down my EDC game a lot lately. I'm trying to be more minimalist because I often find myself very much over prepared. Um, so I'm hoping that the play date will help with that. Watch one of these days. We're going to need a lighter and you would have had a lighter in your bag and it's no longer in there. You know, I have this really dope lighter. It's it's right here. You can't tell what it is, but it looks like an old school mini fridge or like an old school refrigerator. Hmm. I, I really like it. I just keep it to light this candle that I have in my room, but um, it's upgraded with like the double torch barrel from Zippo because oh, that's cool. It's hard to light a candle with a Zippo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree. I yeah. use matches for mine. <laughs> so uh it, but it just sits here because like I, I don't smoke like there's no reason for me to carry like a lighter everywhere I go. But like once every six months, somebody asks if I have a lighter and I'm like, nope, honestly, I don't. Not on me. The one thing he never has. Uh, he's like, but I do have this flint and rock that I can use to light your cigarette. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week we got some interesting, interesting articles. Uh, nothing super crazy gaming wise in the world. This week. I mean, there are some crazy things, but nothing that, you know, we really want to talk about necessarily. The first one I found to be absolutely hilarious. So this is uh, GameStop makes a AAA game just one penny. Uh, and we'll go into that one in a second. The other one we're going to talk about is if you can beat this horror game in two hours, Steam will give you a refund. 
And the last thing we're going to talk about is Nintendo has recently said that stop using a Wi-Fi USB connector due to security concerns. But we'll go over to the first one. This is Tyler Fisher at comicbook.com. And dude, I thought this was great because we talked about Anthem a long time ago, like like well over a year too ago, much. Two, two years ago, right? Like a lot, right? It was just hot garbage. Everyone hated it. The servers were trash. Everything just it went away very quickly. Uh, huge flop. And I just think it's absolutely hilarious that this isn't like GameStop as a whole. Like you can't go out and like get this at every GameStop for a penny. But one particular manager was like, screw this. I'm putting Anthem up for a penny. And that man marked up every or, or woman. I don't know if it specified, but every single copy of Anthem for a penny in their store. Yeah. So this I think uh, that's great. Yeah. This TikToker picked it up for a penny. This story has been kind of going viral. It does say in the article here and I checked myself it is still listed for 37.99 on uh gamestop's website price charting has complete in box uh for ps4 at 452 so i mean penny's not penny's not too far off hey you know, uh, that's five dollar savings right there not even 451 in savings yeah so i mean this is just hilarious i think that Everybody's probably found that one crazy deal. Uh, I don't know if this really qualifies as a super crazy deal. Like you're getting a really good price for it, but whether it's actually going to be worth investing your time into, I mean, anything's worth a penny. Like you would get a penny's worth of service out of that game. But I mean, whether the opportunity cost of playing it over playing something else that's that's where the real cost comes in. Well, see, here's where the real savings was. Say, for example, you're one of those people that likes to I forget what the term is, but you have the gun and you shoot it at discs that are flying in the air and like oh, plates. Uh, you know, what I'm talking about or like pool and then shooting. It, yeah, 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 that like this would be perfect. You go in a store. The guy's got 50 copies of Anthem, lists a penny a piece. You pay 50 cents and you got all of the things you need for skeet shooting. Dude, I'm sure people did that in the 90s with those AOL discs. Oh, dude, I know. I'm sure you get so many of those for you kids out there that weren't around in the 90s before the Internet was available in tubes. They would send it to you on a disc. Are you sure it wasn't in like the early 2000s? I don't know, man. Pretty sure I, re I remember living in Colorado and just like frisbeeing these things like up the greenway. Like they were they were so plentiful that you could go into a grocery store and they just had like multiple boxes of dude. sign up AOL for free. You'd and get them with like your pizza. You'd get oh them with God, your newspaper. Yeah. You'd get they them would, in your magazines. Just they would in, come the in the mail. mail. <laughs> Random discs yeah. in the mail. So dumb. Like that just shows you terrible marketing right there. All of those dollars that went to discs that nobody actually used. Like it was insane. I, I don't even like was a process. You would just pop it into your computer drive. It would load up and then you would connect to the internet and then just download the AOL like setup. I think what they were, were literally just like CD access keys. Like, I think they just had like the 30 day trial access key embedded on the disc so that when you loaded it in and connected to AOL, you would get that trial. Yeah. I, I, honestly... I think you could just like, if you made a new email or whatever, I think you could just keep using like free discs. Yeah, why would you want to yeah. for the service? Oh my God. Those were the days, man. I remember like dialing up into just like listening to music on AOL's music. Was oh, so... I never did. I never messed with it. Those were just <clears throat> Frisbees for me. Dude, it was painfully slow. <laughs> so painful. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
just like AOL, Anthem, a penny at this one GameStop. Uh, you can't get it for a penny anymore, but <clears throat> I think soon. It, Let's look. Yes, yeah, soon. Uh, soon. Actually, is is trending down. Okay, so it'll be a penny here in the next year or so. Keep your eyes open, people. Uh, you know, it'll be worth it for skeet shooters and those looking for brand new PS4 cases or I guess other game cases. And, uh, you just need a blank case. This would be a great way to do it. You know, I, I thought of PS3 cases. <clears throat> what's a, what's a penny game for PS3? Oh man. I don't know. Layer. I have no idea. <laughs> you could probably get a bunch of Madden games for like a dollar. Yeah. Like honestly, sports games are the way to go with that stuff. Yeah. I need uh, those and I need cheap. you to print me those new labels. Which new labels? God of War collection and Zone of Enders collection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On PS3. I've got those right? in my PS3 boxes or my GameStop boxes still. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I just got to get the um, the sizes on those and I'll just pull the artwork and print them. Yep. Should be pretty straightforward as long as you got empty cases. Uh, All right. And actually, I might have some too. Okay. Sweet. So I thought that was a funny article. And then uh, here, here's a great one. Um, this is a good one. Yeah, this is pretty cool. So uh, if you could beat this horror game in two hours, Steam gives you a refund. And um, I think the game was Return Me If You Can. Yeah, is that what it's called. This article is by Ed Smith of PC Games. And the game itself is Refund Me If You Can. Yeah, developed refund me if you by can. Sun Game Studios. And this is a really interesting, fun idea. And I hope that you know, this article gets bigger and we can give it some blow up and they can make a ton of money off of this. Cause I enjoy this idea. Dude. I think it was, it's pretty cool. Like I, the only downside, right. Is once somebody has done it and gone through it, what's to stop people from like watching a video and well, then like just kind of playing it. But it mentions that, it that in the article, like that so defeats the purpose too. Yeah. You know? The game itself uh, is basically, it's a horror maze game. There's a big maze. Um, and there's a monster after you. There's like a hundred routes through this maze, but only one of them gets you out. Steam has a refund policy that if you play a game for less than two hours, you can return it and get your money back. So this game and their developer has decided to, you know, put their money where their mouth is and say, you know, hey, if you can get through this horror maze in less than two hours, you're welcome to try to do the refund. And I'm sure some people you know, will get through the game and not do the refund. You know, they want the devs to keep their money and they'll respect that having a good time. But for other people who want the challenge and actually would get a refund, I mean, as long as the devs are cool with that, I mean, I, I think it's a very interesting idea and way to develop like kind of a win scenario around. And well, go ahead. Well, and like, you know, I, I bring up the YouTube thing, but like, you know, if you're looking for a challenge, you don't want to look up YouTube like you want to try and beat this game within the two hours to your point. Yeah. What's and the point? Just keep your four dollars and watch the yeah, YouTube video. You get exactly. the same experience. Well, not the same, but yeah, I mean, you would get a similar experience in watching just the video itself. So, I, you know, I think this is cool. Um, you know, I agree with you. Like this is an opportunity for the dev to put their mouth, their money where their mouth is or mouth where their money is. I don't remember the correct term. Mouth where your money is. I don't know. Um I think it's a great opportunity for the dev. I think it's uh, a little. I'm trying to think of the right word here. Cheeky. Yeah. Cheeky actually is about the right word for this. Like, it's just a cool concept. And I think that the dev is going to get a lot of interest from people that are looking to do this. Uh, they're going to have a number of people that attempt and can't get through in two hours. So they keep the sales from that. They're going to get the people, like you said, that attempt 
complete it and say, eh, I'm going to leave the money at the dev is $4. And then you're going to get those people like, I want a refund. But I think this is pretty good publicity for a game like this. This would be a great stream game. If this catches on on Twitch, uh, it won't last very long. Like a lot of people won't be able to keep doing it for very long because quickly you're going to have an audience just telling you which way to go. Yeah. You know, so I guess if you ignore the audience, that'll be fine. But like this would be a really good like Twitch challenge, I think, for people to do. Yeah. And I don't know if you could turn off comments on Twitch, but that might be something cool to, you know, make sure, you know, like that you don't have people like telling you, hey, I want to go here and all the distractions set up like a Twitch place. Like if this is literally just navigating a maze. Yeah. Like you could make like a user interface version for this game where like the crowd has to navigate it successfully. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a lot of fun actually to participate in kind of like when they did a Pokemon, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Twitch plays Pokemon. Now you can like, you could play, (laughs) you could play Pokemon in your Twitter avatar. What? Yeah. There's like, there's a Twitter account that like, you like tweet an input and then the avatar for the Twitter handle changes to the next frame in the game. And you can play like all of Pokemon just like in a Twitter avatar. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can it play Pokemon? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. At this point. It's instead of Doom, it's can it play Pokemon? All right. Uh, next thing here. And by the way, that last uh, piece was Ed Smith at PC Games and so uh which is so interesting to put the n at the end you're just like maybe it's for pc games now that's why i don't know new. it's interesting next pc games new i think it's just that there was already a pc games.com and he's like pc games and.com that's what maybe maybe the, all the other letters were taken up to n oh all the other <laughs> yeah uh, oh uh, so this i don't know this is a good one I'll, I'll have to tell you so i was talking to joel the other day and he made a preparation H joke and he's just like, well, we tried A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And well, we got the preparation H. So I think it's a very similar situation for PCGames.com. Um, all right. So next thing here is Nintendo says to stop using its Wi-Fi USB connector due to security concerns. This is Jim Norman at Nintendo Life that wrote this one up. And uh, so basically there is a usb device that connects to wi-fi for that was released in like 2008 to 2000 or 2005 2008 that could be utilized on your wii and it could be used on your nintendo ds i had no idea these existed and i, worked I had in a, one i worked in a game store and i never saw these dude yeah like, dude back before like having a like a wireless modem at home was like really catching on this is what i got because like i had my ds I wanted to play with my friends and I knew it was a thing. So I went and bought this. You just plug this into your tower and then your tower would broadcast Wi-Fi out through that device. So you didn't need like a, you know, brand. I mean, at the time, wireless routers would have been very expensive. I do remember this, actually. Yeah, I actually do remember this. It worked pretty good. Like, I mean, I definitely use this a ton to play like Mario Kart DS and play. metroid prime hunters on ds and stuff with my friends it was a killer time i thought it worked really well i probably didn't use it for my wii because i probably didn't play any online games for wii 
Yeah, I mean, the Wii version doesn't make sense because I guess if you're trying to, yeah, I just don't know like why you would need it for the Wii. Maybe downloading. Kind of, but like the Wii had Wi-Fi on it. So. Yeah, but you this this isn't uh, for like the DS had Wi-Fi on it too. This is if you don't have a router, like a wireless modem broadcasting Wi-Fi. You plug this into your tower, and then your tower broadcasts the Wi-Fi, so that you can buy this for forty dollars instead of like a two hundred dollar wireless router. Oh, I see, I see. Um, yeah, because for whatever reason, it keeps sticking in my mind that Xbox three hundred and sixty and the wireless adapter that would go on the back of your console for that. Yeah, yeah. That's what always sticks in my mind when I think wireless device for a system. Yeah. I guess, you know, I guess it makes sense like to spend $40 to do that instead and have this wireless setup. And honestly, I just frankly don't know enough about it because I never had to use one. I remember hearing about it and I, I think I saw one come in from the game in the game store I worked in. And that was like 2011 or 12 that I saw that. And it was literally just the one time I had never come across any other since then. Cause back um, then, unless you had a laptop, there was nothing else to plug into Wi-Fi. Like you weren't really doing anything on your phone that needed Wi-Fi. Tablets didn't exist. I mean, there was no smartphones in 2005, 2008. No, yeah, you're right. 2005, 2000. Well, 2008 was. That's when the iPhone came out. 2007, yeah. right? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Time flies by. So, I mean, the DS, like that was the first thing in my house that I was like, I need whatever Wiffy is. <laughs> Wiffy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's what we called it. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, dude, I cannot like. So don't use it. it. It's a yeah, fun don't. memory, but don't use it. It's, it's fun. It's I mean corrupt and it'll destroy your computer. I mean, it it was a fun memory and it can create new fun memories if somebody can hack into your system. Yeah. Yeah, lots of fun memories. Uh yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to say on this. Don't use it if you got it today. Um it would not surprise me though if people are still using this in lieu of a, you know, a wireless setup. You know, if there was um a secondhand market for these things and they were going for any amount of money. I wonder if that's out the window now. Uh, yeah, probably is. I would imagine. So I can't imagine an accessory like this would really be for sale other than it says Nintendo on it. Maybe Dude, somebody wants it. People still buy like the Xbox 360 wireless adapter thing. Well, wireless adapters are, are great for a modern age. It's the same problem. Like that's the crappy thing about like, your place with like your downstairs entertainment center. Like you can't have any of your old consoles hooked up there because they don't make 15 foot cords for a PlayStation two. Well, they have extenders. Well, they do, but I mean, it, it becomes untenable with dogs and stuff. I know it's that's just, why it's upstairs. It's not set up to work like that. I mean, realistically, if I wanted to, I could buy Logitech controllers and wireless for everything, yeah. but I just don't want to have to deal with batteries. So that's why I have wired upstairs, which I got to clean up still, but they need a universal controller. I think they have stuff like that. Like, like they have basically a nice Xbox controller, but with like a wireless adapter for any console. So just on I'm... like a key ring. They have it from a wired perspective. They used to have those. And it was for like PS2. But it probably looks like Xbox. one of those spaghetti chargers like they had for cell phones. It does, actually. <laughs> I think I have one. I got to look for it. But no, I've, this, I've this seen is what I want. Like a, a key ring, 
of just like little pucks that plug into every device and you just plug it into whatever you want to play and it always connects to your controller or hear me out you could just have a dongle that connects via usb and then it just plays yeah yeah i think they make stuff like that um or have made stuff like that it's not something i ever really researched because i didn't care for it i've always liked oem mm-hmm. uh so yeah uh but don't use the wi-fi okay <laughs> Uh, next thing oh no hold on hold on really really quick though going back to that 360 piece i still don't understand it because the amount of 360s that are out there that are not the white version like the original white version or the original black version like you know the older 360 or the newest 360 yeah. models why would you ever go back to those models like i don't know like see a purpose in going to those and the newer ones have wi-fi already built yeah, in so like that's true you shouldn't have to like it's just dumb every time i see these sell on eBay or I pick them up and, and sell them on eBay. I'm like, why did you buy this for me? Like there are other options out there. Like, did yeah. you get a free Xbox and it doesn't <laughs> connect to Wi-Fi? So you're paying the $40. Like you might as well sell that one and spend the extra 50 bucks to go get a better Xbox. Yeah. I need so. to, I should play my Xbox again someday. I'm staring at it right now. It's always looking at me. I got the star Wars one. And yeah. I haven't plugged so, it in in years. By the way, terrible thoughts just ran through my head. I saw your Corgi uh, run behind onto that uh, mat on the floor. And I was just wondering if you had a little child in that room, we could yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got the little alchemy circle. My dog lays on it. It's forbidden magic. <laughs> I will never bring my child over there. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So the, <laughs> the next thing we got here is our inflation deflation. Uh, we've got Pinabee on the PlayStation 1. It was developed by Artoon, published by Konami. It was directed by Naoto Oshima and Yukata Sugano. And it was released in April of 2003. It is a platformer uh, and it has a reception of 6 out of 10 to 4 out of 5. Uh, it's a lot of range on this one, um, but there's few ratings. I found a few reviews uh, that other people did, and they shared a lot of my thoughts as well. So we didn't play this one together today, so I'm actually very interested to hear John's take on this because I I don't know how far you got, John. I got like I beat 12 levels boss. in. Oh, really? Yeah, I just beat the first boss. OK, yeah. So I yeah. played a lot more of it than you did the spider guy. Yeah, but I got a late start because I had to feed my dogs and they were mm-hmm like being picky with their food. So I probably wasted 10, 15 minutes on that. I would have got a lot further. Um, so yeah, I, be, I was like, I got to get to at least the first boss. By the way, you beat half the game. It's only like 24, 25 levels. Yeah, but a lot of it, I think, is going back into uh, previous levels and doing different things once you get more dashes. But you really don't need to. And that's uh, the issue I have is that like that first boss battle, like that was the easiest boss battle I've ever had in any game. In fact, I think it was easier than Blue's Clues when we played Blue's Clues and Mrs. Biter. Uh, it was not it was hard. that easy. It was not hard. Like there's I mean, it wasn't spider- hard, but it wasn't like Kirby easy no it was i mean it's just about kirby easy it was much easier like you just the spider drops bombs you're like hit the bomb with your head stand in the middle and then it does damage like as long as you angle it right you're fine like a child could play it and beat it so probably a child's game john it probably is like many games that i own um so my overall thoughts on this game 
I felt that graphically it held up for PlayStation one. I think you had mentioned before we started recording that the Game Boy version, which is so this game actually started as a GBA game and then was developed on the PS one afterwards, which is very interesting. I'd never it really looks like a GBA game on the PS one. Like I've yeah. been playing GBA all week and I was like, <laughs> I mean, it's a platform, right? There's plenty of platformers that I own on the PS one, like Silhouette Mirage that you just look at and you're like, this is probably a GBA game, but I don't think it is. But it, no, it was interesting that it was developed on GBA first and then on PlayStation one. I, I don't think I've come across that before, which was very interesting. Um, I'm sure it's more like that. So I don't know. Maybe it's a future episode. <laughs> Play both. Oh, versions. yeah, we could do. A, yeah, we could do a three for three on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't done that episode yet. People don't know about it, Ryan. They don't know about the the challenge, triple threat challenges. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out at some point. Yeah. In the future. So, okay. So graphically, I felt it held up for a PS1 game. I felt it was fine. Uh, as you said, GBA probably looks about the same, if not better, uh, which is also interesting. Uh, control wise, it felt kind of interesting. Like the controls were okay, but there was like a floaty type of feel you would get. Like sometimes a character would pause like Pinobi would pause in midair, which was kind of odd. And you had to like, I don't know, it's just a struggle for me sometimes to, to you know, control him uh, every now and then. You do pick up like these abilities throughout, like there's these bags, like look like money bags of a question mark. And they're all different abilities. I didn't even dive that deep to see if I could equip different ones. I'm sure you can, um, but you just pick them up constantly through levels. Like I think I came across like 30 in a little bit of time I played during my exploration. Um, I could explain well, those okay so you'll explain it in your part um you do have the dashes so you start with one dash and as you progress in different levels you get multiple dashes um i think i got up to three uh you pick up flowers which are also like it says energy in the top corner i honestly it didn't seem to make any crazy difference as i was i assume if you run out of energy you die like if you just get too lost in a level where you've already picked up all the flowers and you just can't find your way out it's probably going to kill you so that it can respawn the flowers because those at least kind of help lead you in the direction you need to go yeah and the flowers actually carry over to the next level so you could have like 30 and one the next one you get another 30 and and so on and then it just kind of builds up and then it caps at 100 so you can't get any yeah. more than 100 in every level um so yeah there was that uh i felt the camera angles were horrific um it was Camera very angles, it was only a side on view it was a side on view but the angle in which the camera was sitting like not angle sorry wrong way the camera the way it functioned was jittery like it moved from one side to the next i had issues with like jumping to different platforms the camera just shoot like over to that side like to continue on mm. honestly i started getting motion sick while i was playing some of this Hmm. um it, it was just an, an odd situation like i don't know if anybody's played out there you might share my thoughts you might not uh, take a look at that like as you're playing just kind of focus on the camera and like what it's doing as you're playing and progressing through the level and you'll notice that it's like it shoots over to various directions depending where you're at it's not like a slowly progress with the character it's a as a character moves a little bit the camera shoots over to the next pane so and it's shoots like over next pane. it's almost like it's doing screens yeah, and in it's a like sense. shifting over a screen instead of having like a smooth pan in like a Mario where you're just yeah. always in the center of focus. Exactly. And so over time, like I got used to it, but like at first I was getting pretty motion sick with that right. game. And I just had to focus on like the character himself and just kind of go from there. If it if my eyes stayed away from the character in any capacity, I noticed that camera shake and it was just terrible. Like I hated that. Hmm. So 
that was rough for me. Um, I felt that the levels were very simplistic. You could rush through them in like less than a minute, like most of these that I played. It wasn't that hard. Um, there's very, very few enemies throughout the levels. You have like a few beetles, like a gold one that you have to hit twice and a regular one. And then you got like some moths or butterflies that you're going across and that's it. And then you're like big enemies of cricket that you see every now and then. So like very few enemies. There wasn't a whole lot of puzzle aspect to it. There are some hidden areas where you can kind of go through walls like Sonic and go to like various parts. Um, it had like Donkey Kong vibes going for it during that barrel level where I'm like blasting barrels in multiple yeah. directions. So that was kind of weird. Um, overall, it's a very it's like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different platformers to try and create this one platformer in a Pinocchio story. And I just wasn't really feeling it. Um, you know, it's it's so it's a little too simple for me for a platformer. and There wasn't a whole lot going on that I would like to see. I might honestly go upstairs later and beat it just because I can. Um, but it's, it didn't grip me as how much many as like dashes did you get? Just like two. I got up to three. three. I got okay. up to three. Yeah. So once you start getting more dashes, like I got up to five and you feel a lot more freedom of movement, like not having to land every two seconds, like, and being able to actually jump up multiple platforms, it feels a lot better. And, um, the items are actually I was really confused on the items until I got enough to figure out what it is. So did you go into like the item screen to look at them? I did. Yeah. And I saw so, them like broken out into quadrants and such. As you make rows and columns, the lights at either end light up and you get whatever effect by mm. having collected those. So if you have a row of all orange so they come in the suits of playing cards. So if you get an orange, you know, one of diamonds, orange, one of hearts, clubs, spades, you get an extra dash. And then there's also pink and blue charts, but they all have the same power up rewards for them. And you could only have like 30 or however many items at a time. So you have to strategically choose which ones you want to drop so that they're not crowding up your inventory so that as you pick up more of those randoms, you can um, fill out and keep determining which of the boosts you want. Like, do you want more health? Do you want to take less damage? Do you want more dashes? Do you want to be able to identify what's in those mystery things? So, you know, if it's worth picking up or managing your inventory more. So there is like actually some like depth there. I don't think any of it really matters. Like, you could take like three or four hits. So taking some more hits is good if you, you know, are having a hard time. But I feel like by the time you would be able to passively put together most of those rewards, like unless it's just going for extra dashes to make it faster, it doesn't seem like they're really going to do much for you. Yeah, but it is an really... interesting system. I would have liked to see this same system implemented in a better game. Because I think it is interesting. Yeah, it didn't seem to really impact what I was doing. The dashes did because obviously I could get to certain areas, um, you know, a little easier than others. So I did have my three dashes and, you know, I didn't really pay attention too much to the item system because I just felt that it wasn't really impacting the, the level of. Well, it won't impact anything until you get a whole column. So you need all of the like one, two, three, four hearts of yeah. orange. Or, no, I, yeah. I get that. I'm just questioning like 
the overall impact in beating the game. Like, is it a hundred percent necessary to get those? Maybe it is. Maybe like you need five, six dashes. He does comment after every level if, or if you weren't able to kill a golden enemy though. Yeah, he does mention that. Like, I didn't kill a golden enemy today, or I did kill one, and mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with Grandpa. I need to leave this, um, you know, this forest and all this other stuff. He so. references going back to other levels. Like, after I beat level 10, he was like, oh, I've got the thing that I can do. Or no, if I hit the switch in level 9, it'll reverse all of the treadmills. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that. And it implements some other things. So, like, in some of the other levels, there's, like, moving like treadmills on the ground. Um, those cannons are a lot bigger in some of the later areas. Yeah. Um, the enemies don't really change much. Like it, the game doesn't really evolve too much from what you saw, but I mean, honestly, I think that this would be a way better game boy game, GBA game than a PS one game. I just expect more out of a PS one game than this, I guess. And the controls were really bizarre at first. So like jump is circle and dash is just jump again. And then to open the menu, you know, start and select a circle, but to back out, you have to hit triangle. <laughs> like, like it's not just like, you know, you're kind of guessing each time what button is going to do what, like to progress through like, all the talking at the end of the level, it's like the only time you have to hit X for anything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely interesting in a regard. And like, if you like triangles actually used in certain instances as well for like the menu, uh, when you're going into the items and I think the gallery, like the collectibles, uh, that's where triangles used. And it's just, it's a very odd button layout. Like, I, I don't know. It's just not something I was expecting. So, uh, brass tacks in this game, uh 2208 for a complete in box it peaked at 2227 in june of this year uh i don't know what it's trending it's Ryan, trending down that, down that doesn't surprise me uh a loose copy will run you in nine dollars nine cents and it peaked at 1204 in february of this year i assume that's also trending down uh it's it kind of holding. holding okay cool now you can also uh grab this game on the game boy advance i know we haven't done this in a while but it, i think it's uh you know, important for this particular game. A loose copy will run you eight ninety seven on the Game Boy Advance right now, and a complete in box copy will actually run you sixteen thirty nine. So it is a little, slightly cheaper on the Game Boy Advance um, if that's your preferred method of play. I honestly, for a game like this, I would want to play this on a GBA versus playing it on the PlayStation One again. Um, so it's just my general thoughts. I think from an overall review perspective, as far as if I were to give it like a score. I would say that five out of 10, six out of 10 is probably about right on the PlayStation one version. I can't judge a GBA version because I haven't played it, but I would imagine uh, control wise might feel a little more fluid for me on a smaller screen versus this one. Uh, in my mind, uh, this game though, oh, dude, at $22 given a price of PlayStation one games. I mean, I hate to say inflated because I mean, frankly it is, I guess. Um, did you look up like the history, like what it was sitting at before? Uh, so, I mean, it's. So it was floating in 2020, sitting around like $11 for the longest time for a complete in box copy. And it was sitting at about five bucks loose. Looking at that, I'm going to say this is inflated. I don't, yeah, I mean, definitely. I don't think it's, 
I think the 2020 pricing was right for this game. Uh, the 2022 pricing is just out of this world. It's ridiculous. Like you, sh- not ridiculous. I mean, it's still affordable, but it's not worth it at that. Like find another method to play or buy it loose. I mean, if you really want to play it, buy it loose. Yeah, so. for sure. All right. So you're also on inflated. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So I don't know what we're playing next week as you know, with every week, but I did just get a crap ton of Sega games. Yeah, we better. Yeah, we better. So I think we got some options now. You know, honestly, I kind of want to play Booger Man. All right. Booger Man. I've always heard so many great things about it and I never played it. So I really want to play some Booger Man. So that's what we'll do. Booger Man next week on the Sega Genesis. And Ryan is so excited. I'm going to give him a six button controller. It's going to be so excited. Well, I mean, you could play it on the Retron if you want. Yeah. Play with that controller. And then you've got, you know, like 12 buttons. So it'll be even better. (laughs) All right, man. Well, uh, this has been episode 193 of the Game of Flitters podcast. My name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening.